Hello, and welcome to the fifth publicly released episode of 33 and a Third Under 45. This show is a collection of personal essays written by me, Ryan Lynch, each based around an album that I've had on repeat. For the next few weeks, I'm releasing previous episodes that were originally available exclusively on Patreon. This episode was originally written on November 15th, 2018. For up-to-date news, episodes, and columns, follow me on Twitter, at StoopKidLivesOn, or go to FranzRadio.com. And while you wait for next week's episode, please like and follow Premium Heart, my new band's brand new social media profiles. Search Premium Heart or Premium Heart NY on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on future shows and releases. Our next one is February 19th at Amityville Music Hall in Amityville, New York. Hope to see you there. What kind of soundtrack keeps us inspired in a cynical world? I'm Ryan Lynch, and this is 33 and a third under 45. I realized something recently. I don't listen to music on accident. I never really listen to the radio, not really as a kid and not now, and because of that there's a whole lot of music that everyone seems to know but me. But with the way I talk about music and spit seemingly endless trivia, this always comes as a surprise to people. I have these huge gaps and I've been making a real effort to fill them lately. There are several reasons why I'm finally expanding my base, so let's hit some of the big ones. I'll address the elephant mascot in the room real quick and just say, yeah, the world's absolutely terrible, and the regular old escapism I've relied on for years just isn't cutting it anymore. But that's obvious and boring and stressful to talk about, so let's get more micro here and forget the macro for a second. I recently got married. My major source of stress and pride at the wedding was that instead of a DJ or a band, I pre-mixed music that we chose ourselves. I've always loved pop, but my partner was much better versed in dance music and R&B than me. So when it came time to mix these playlists, there was a lot of music in there that had this vague familiarity, but was basically foreign to me. But after listening to these songs over and over and over and over, I started feeling it a bit. And seeing everyone on the dance floor really made me take a closer listen to what I was missing. Right around the same time I was making this playlist, my partner gave me a bag of CDs for my birthday. Now, if anyone knows me, they know I don't really let people just pick media for me. I do tons of research, make a plan on how best to immerse myself in the material, and dive deep into what makes whatever I'm into so good. Yeah, I know, the most sterile way to enjoy media organically, but what are you going to do? I only get to listen to something for the first time once. But this time, my almost wife made a plan for me and pushed me to start filling two of my biggest gaps, Prince and David Bowie. sure you'll hear more about Bowie in a later column, but I'm here to talk about Prince. I followed her plan and started with 1999. It was great, but it didn't really speak to me yet. Yeah, 1999 and Lady Cab Driver ruled, but I didn't really feel like I was missing out all these years. Then I went on to Parade. Okay, 
I was starting to get it. Girls and Boys, Under the Cherry Moon, and Kiss were some killer tracks. Then it ends with Sometimes It Snows in April, and my god, I was really looking forward to the third album in her list. Sometimes it snows in April Sometimes I feel so bad So bad Sometimes I wish that life was never-ending And all good things they say never last And then I put on Sign of the Times. My god, Sign of the Times. This was the album I needed to get me through the weeks leading up to the wedding and the dreaded midterm elections. The opening title track is somehow both so 1987 and so relevant. I'll let Prince speak for himself. In France, a skinny man died of a big disease with a little name. By chance, his girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home, there were 17 year old boys and their idea of fun is being in a gang called the Disciples High on Crack, toting a machine gun. church and kill everyone inside you turn on the telly and every other story is telling you somebody died a sister killed a baby cause she couldn't afford to feed and it was sending people to the moon in september my cousin tried reefer for the very first time now he's doing horse it's june albums tend to have a bunch of filler, but every song on this album is so damn good. Just when the first disc starts to wrap up, it's my unmarried life wrapped up with it, you get the fantastic ballad closer, Forever In Your Life. The second half of the record is just as great as the first, and if you've never heard it, you gotta give If I Was Your Girlfriend or Strange Relationship a listen right now. The jams in I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man and It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night are worth the price of admission on their own, and really showcase just what a diverse and talented group of musicians Prince brought together for this era of his career. 
The last song on this record I gotta talk about is possibly my favorite Prince song, The Cross. The first time I heard Prince's screams in the song, I said out loud, my god, I get it now. This isn't just Prince. This is Prince. I'm an atheist, but god, The Cross is a religious experience, and no one should die without knowing it. I may be late to the party, and I know Prince isn't here anymore. It breaks my heart, but records like this show that Prince made sure the party would keep raging long after he left us. This isn't just a perfect record. It's not just the highest point in a career filled with mountain ranges of highs. It's not just about holding on to the love around you while your society darkens and radicalizes its traditional values around you. It's a little of everything we had in 1987, it's a little of everything we still have.